What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast on the 8 Collective, and the doors to episode 81 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me today is Leon Hayden. How are you going, dude? Not bad, yourself? Very good. So, you're a, you're a local game developer in our hometown, uh, self-employed from uh, Angry Dwarf Studio. Yep. Uh, so, just tell us a bit about who you are and what do you do? Well, as you just said, I'm self-employed. Yep. Under Angry Dwarf Studio, basically sort of started that out as a as a hobby. Back back then, we were known as Smash Grind Studio because that was my gamer handle at the time. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> started looking at the potential of commercial development in about 2016, so we thought we'd have a bit of a change of name because didn't really like the old one. Mm, um, yep. Had a bit of a talk to a, a friend of mine who you probably know, Riley Huppets, about yeah, yeah, <laughs> about, know, about about study options and stuff as he's, well. He's actually been on the podcast before, yeah, Riley. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, sp- spoke to him early in 2016, and he sort of put me onto AIE, and I sort of started studying with them mid 2016. Oh, right. via, via the online campus. So this is sort of recent. You've gotten into the sort of the game side of it? I've been doing it on and off for well over a decade now, but as I said, it was previously just a hobby thing. Yep. Um, I figured I'd need to go through the study to get some credentials and Mm. just to help get my foot through the door and network and stuff like that. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. I got you on the show because uh, a mutual friend of ours sort of said, you know, you applied for Nintendo and you got pretty far in the sort of process of it. But before we get to all that, I just want to talk about Nintendo games. You know, sort of what got you into gaming and sort of what you grew up on and what you've enjoyed over the years. So uh, what was your first console or first game you sort of got into? Uh, my first console, to be honest, was the Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. But my first memorable console that I can <laughs> actually remember yep. would, would be the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, awesome. Yep. Grew up playing Mario and Legend of Zelda and mm. stuff like how, that. How old were you when... You got that one, if you could remember, if it was... <laughs> Before school, so... <laughs> yeah. 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 Four, four, five, something like that. Because I always hear about um, the launch of the NES in America, how they just did it at New York City and yep. sort of... I never, You never hear about it in Australia. I don't know. When did they actually come out in Australia? I actually don't know. I'm not actually sure. Yeah. Before I was born. Y- yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're also the hardest one. You can find Super Nintendos and that everywhere, but yeah. it's really hard to find NES. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I've got a mate that's got a cupboard full of them. <laughs> Yeah? yeah, that's awesome. Because that's the that's the only system I'm missing. Yeah, I've like collected them all. I sort of need a GameCube with a box, yep. but that's about it. I need a. I think the GameCube's NES. the only one that I don't have personally. Mm. Mine's a beat up one. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> but someone gave me. But yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what what were some of the games you got on the Nintendo Entertainment System? Um. Well, as I said, we had Mario, yep. Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, which was my favorite at the time, still is. <laughs> Especially back then, my god, that would have been mind blowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that that was great back then. Mm. Just exploring and doing all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- those are probably the main two that I can remember. There was a bunch of other third party titles as well that didn't quite have the same impact on me. But mm. yeah, yeah. Did you have like the accessories, like the was it the light gun and the rob and <laughs> all yeah, of those things? Yeah, we, we had the old light gun with duck hunt. Yeah, it had the the dual duck hunt Super Mario Brothers cartridge. So, yep, nice. Have fun shooting ducks now and then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never actually, I never um got to play around with those accessories, but they look yeah they look a bit antiquated now. But they would have been 
fun enough back then. Oh yeah, it was yeah. pretty fun. But the the light gun itself was fairly solid and yeah sturdy. Mm. Very good for a child. Yeah. <laughs> On the Wii, they brought out Duck Hunt with like the Wii Mote. Yep. Yeah. So I played it there. <laughs> yep. I, I can't say. It. Well, I did enjoy the Wii, but I wasn't a huge fan of motion controls, so I kind of let yeah. that slip by me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, fair enough. I think a lot of sort of more hardcore games sort of. Mm. Yeah, let that slip. The Wii was actually my first console. Yep. I just played at friends' places and all yep. that before then and it was the end of it was like the end of primary school. It was pretty late and I'm like, yeah. I remember researching and like had this little folder with all this uh like rumors and that I printed out. I yep. had <laughs> there was like rumors going around because it was just called Nintendo Revolution. Yep. And there's rumors going around that it's going to be like a like a uh virtual reality headset. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and there's photoshops of that. It looked ridiculous and it turned out just to be like a flick of the wrist to yep. do link sword and <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Uh, so you've did you go on to sort of have every Nintendo console since then, or did you um, drop out for a bit? Or no, we after that we ended up with the the Super Nintendo, mm. kind of followed suit there with all the Mario's and the Legend of Zelda, and it was probably one of my most memorable consoles at the time of the time. Mm. Um, moving on from there, went to the Nintendo sixty four, had a bit of a break, went PS one, yeah, PS two, skipped over GameCube. Yeah, so you got into, you got into your PlayStation a fair bit then. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people yeah seem to a lot of my friends that had the Nintendo sixty four when they had the PS two. Yeah, it just seemed like the next step. Yeah, and when you're not thinking about brands and all this, it just seemed like the logical next step mm. for a lot of people. Mm. Especially since it played DVDs and yeah, did a lot more things. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably why I skipped over the GameCube. I can't think of any other reason why I did. Yeah, just... well, like you, you you can't really blame people because it. It was a more appealing console, like yeah. at the time, <laughs> which is kind of funny because a lot of the game, some of the games that I like now were on the GameCube. Yeah, definitely, like, like Luigi's Mansion. Had and, a great and, library, yeah, and Wind so, Waker, and yeah, mm. I just sort of missed over them until later on in life. Mm. <laughs> uh, so then, then you went on to Wii, and you obviously just sort of dabbled in some things like Mario Galaxy and things like that. Did you? Yeah, did you play some of those. Got Mario Galaxy. Got Twilight Princess. Did um, Donkey Kong Country Returns when that came yep. along, but for the most part, I missed out on a lot on the Wii because yeah. I was just not a fan of motion controls. I, I still not really, but mm. put up with them when you have to. Yeah, it's fair enough. Like but, thinking thinking back on it, I wouldn't want to go and play a lot of those games just with the controls. Like, like mm. Skull Saw, that was a pretty decent game. Yep. But going back and doing the full motion for a thirty-hour game, yep, might be a bit draining. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm I'm still hopeful for a HD remaster of that on the Switch, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be interesting because it, they, they, they've, they they've they've got to find a way to <clears throat> put the controls in. It's either well, they have the available controls for it. Yeah, the Joy Cons. They just yeah. Yeah, events weird in handheld mode, and mm. Mm, I guess you just say, well, no handheld mode. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you play Skull Sword? Um, um, I I did. I didn't get to finish it because it was towards the end of my Wii days. <laughs> yeah. By then, I'd kind of moved on to like the PS3 and stuff like yeah. that. Because that was 2011, and 2011 was when the PS3 like really exploded. Yeah. Got Uncharted 2, and it really yeah. picked up steam. That's when I mm. no, I got my my PS3 the next year, but I had my Xbox 360 already. Yep. And like going back to Skull, well, going to Skull Sword and seeing the <clears> um, <throat> seeing it at like 480p was a bit yeah. bit hard to digest. Yeah. But really enjoyed it, but uh, it was pretty repetitive. Yep. Yeah. And w- what about what about the Wii U? <laughs> Wii U? I loved that console. You do? I did. Oh, excellent. Yeah. A-, a lot of people hate on it, but I loved that console. It's easy to hate on, but it had a great library. Yeah. Uh, it had plenty of great games, and that's what 
did it for me really so mm. Mm. What, what what are your, some of your favourites on that system? Well, the, the obvious two would be Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD because <laughs> yeah, yep, Zelda games, yep, yeah. Well, Zelda's basically mm. my staple series. Yeah, but yeah, I got pretty well every first party Nintendo game that they'd released for that, and for the most part, they're all fun. I yeah, didn't really enjoy the Star Fox one. Star Fox Zero <laughs> ne- or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I never bothered. Yeah. But <laughs> ne- it, it, it was fun for the novelty of having a Star Fox game, but yeah. it could have been a lot better. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty disappointing because when they announced it at E3 with like all like, the Muppets and that, yep. it was really exciting. Like, yeah, yeah. Star Fox is back. <laughs> then then you sort of seeing... Because fo- I was watching IGN's live stream at the time and they, yep. were, sh- they were showing the uh, GameCube version, uh, St- Star Fox Assault, just like, oh, what you know, just speculating what the new game is going to be announced. And they were showing footage of that between them talking yeah. then the direct started and the footage of Star Fox Zero came up and it looked like pretty similar I'm yeah. like ooh that is should not be able to compare this to a GameCube game in 2016 mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah I especially uh, the Zelda games using the um, gamepad that was really great like yeah. you're sailing in um, Wind Waker and you see an enemy ahead of you and yep. you're like alright I need this weapon and you just put it rather yep. than having to pause it yep. save a lot of time yeah, and I enjoyed the fact that you have the maps down on the screen in front of you, mm. and it sort of cleared up a lot of clutter on the the main play yeah. play space. Yeah, at launch I got uh, Black Ops Two, and <laughs> like you, you you're playing on the TV and you're looking down at the map. Probably in hindsight, that's not such a good idea in a real fast yeah shooter. It's <laughs> cool at the time. Yeah, yeah, it, it can be distracting at times if you're playing the wrong game, but <laughs> yeah. And you said earlier you're enjoying the Switch. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you like the Wii U, you should probably love the Switch. Older. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Overall, I think the Switch is a much greater console. I, mm, I kind yeah. of miss having those Zelda maps in my hand, but it's yeah. something, something you get over. I sort of got used to it too with like the DS and that as well. Yeah. 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 What What are some of your games on? Oh, well, I assume Breath of the Wild's probably your favorite game on there. That was my very first game on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I, again, I've picked up just about every first party Nintendo game on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It's just what I do. Mm. That's me, and it's great for the kids as yeah. well. It was an expensive year in 2017. I tell you that much. Oh yeah. <laughs> I spent about a grand at launch on the um. On the Switch, I got like this, yep. this uh, special edition Zelda. Got yep. the Switch. I'm like, bugger! I'm getting every game I want. I yep. even I bought one two Switch for eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I quite enjoyed that. Did you ever play one two Switch? Um, no, not personally. I, no, <laughs> I, I've, I've obviously seen it, but yeah, it just yeah. Well, I was actually talking about it last week with uh, Eric, who was on, and he said he said he really enjoyed it too. It was it was really fun just to sort of show off the switch yeah it really should have been bundled in with it yeah yeah it would, I reckon if, it, if it was bundled i probably would have played it yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm not spending 60 bucks no definitely not it shouldn't be <laughs> it's pretty it's kind of like if you go to target and you just pick up like a 20 dollar board game to entertain yeah. yeah the kids for like the night or something yeah. 80 dollars is a bit a bit of much of a stretch for that yeah, yeah just a bit uh so that sort of i guess covers sort of your track up nintendo mm-hmm. you sort of missed the gamecube and a little bit, but yep. yeah, I, I missed the GameCube too. <laughs> I've, I've told this story on the podcast before, but I wanted the GameCube and I, <laughs> I said to mum, oh, I want a GameCube for Christmas. She's like, okay, yeah, I don't know what a GameCube is, but she went into the shop, asked asked about the GameCube and the guy uh, was Matt Gambier, was it? 
game traders at the time at the time yeah, yeah. and <laughs> the guy said nah gamecube's a shit get a playstation <laughs> <laughs> so mum come back and said oh <laughs> get a uh, oh the guy said they're shit so do you want a playstation i'm like oh well no not really my friends all got one so i'll just play it there yep that was it <laughs> that was that was that was the end of the story Store store folk like that shouldn't push their opinions on their customers. If yeah. they're buying, if they're buying stock, they're buying stock. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't until I grew up, I'm like, wait a minute, that's just uh, that's just some f- Sony fanboy just saying no to a Nintendo console. So all right, but at the time, it's yeah, like, you, oh, you missed out on some childhood there. But <laughs> yeah, that's no, just fun. Yeah, because yeah, that's a bit rough if someone's like, oh, I want an Xbox. Like, no, no, get a PlayStation because you know they're better. Yep. Then the mum comes home with the PlayStation. The guy's like, oh. All I wanted was to play Forza and Halo. That's all yep. I wanted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Uh, all right, we'll sort of uh, touch on sort of your start of game development. We sort of touched on it at the start of the episode. Yep. But how, how did you get into it? So from loving games, how did you sort of move into doing it as a hobby? Um. So I'll, I'll take the story way back. Yep, please do. With, with, <laughs> with the NES and the Super Nintendo consoles, I used to love Zelda. I still do love it, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was my favorite game, especially the, A Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. And mm-hmm. I used to just sit at home as a child, drawing up maps of dungeons and yep. worlds and puzzles and stuff. That's awesome. As, yeah. as if I was creating the next Zelda game, and mm-hmm. I thought it was cool at the time. Other than that, I sort of grew up playing tabletop games as well. So I, I ended up getting a lot of my, my toys and creating their own rules and making tabletop games and stuff out of them. So yep. sort of got that into it as well. Sort of towards the end of primary school years and into high school, I discovered RPG Maker, which is... I'm mm. not sure if you've heard it of it yeah. or not. You have? It, cool. it's, yeah, it's actually come out on consoles. Yeah. Was it last year or the year yeah. before? Yeah. So that that was around the turn of the millennium, 2000-ish. Um sort of got into making the old Final Fantasy style games and that sort of kept my interest up a bit and um, I used to have a mate that I used to visit because I'd never had a, a PC at home so yep. any <laughs> <laughs> go borrow his yeah, yeah. Go, go visit him borrow his and I used to not even play his games I just jump on the level editors and stuff and just oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> build all these levels stuff playing the games yeah. <laughs> all, all the fun was in making the levels but um, yeah so I tried to carry that on through high school. It was a bit hard at the time because no one wanted a bar of it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, back then everyone's like, yeah, video games waste of time. Yeah, yeah. It was a new phenomenon, really, and yeah, it, it was a waste of my time. And mm. don't do that. It's only been like the last five years where video games have sort of changed their perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so there was that. So I struggled through high school trying to do that, and then. I didn't really have any opportunities outside of high school to further my education as far as that's concerned, so I just sort of did a lot of learning off my own back, um, sort of picked up learning 3D art using Blender. I ended up going through TAFE and doing a multimedia course just to do some graphic design stuff to help learn some of that, but yeah, in the end, that's not what I wanted to do, obviously. So, I guess it all sort of helps, though, does it? Oh, yeah the, yeah, the skills helped. Going through that course helped me improve my... 3D art skills and stuff like that. Yeah, I've just sort of been on and off trying to work out how to do it for forever, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, just sort of like in your free time, just grab whatever program, whatever yeah. hardware you can and sort of yeah. try and make it work, yeah. Come 2010, I was contacted by a mate of mine that I used to go to school with and him and his brother had gone through uni doing computer sciences, so they're all programmery and stuff. 
and they wanted to make their own game and mm-hmm. they'd be like you're an artist right and I'm like yeah I guess <laughs> I, I guess you can call me that sort of help us make this game I was like alright I'll give it a shot and that's sort of where the current stuff kicked off so yeah started making stuff with them just sort of as a, as a bit of fun hobby on the side because they were working wherever they were working and I was working wherever I was working mm. um, so we, we did a bunch of small projects under under the guise of Smash Grind Studios because that was my gamer tag at the time mm. and ha- 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 sorry how many people under uh, in Smash Grind Studios was it you your mate and a few yeah. others or uh, just the three of us the three of us yep so two programmers and me which is whatever I <laughs> 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 whatever I was at the time <laughs> jack of all trades learner yeah, yeah. whatever yeah w- whatever didn't require coding because yep. I-, I was shocking at coding I still am really but <laughs> I'm getting there so yeah we, we did a bunch of small projects Not nothing hugely great just to get some experience and have a bit of fun come 2016 we decided to have a shot at doing it commercially um so we well i say 2016 but it was technically the year before that but um yeah so we sort of started having a look at something that we'd really like to make and push forward Mm -hmm. and just get a solid idea of what we're going to do so we started on a project it started out as a a zelda clone funnily enough (laughs) yep um we we started because we didn't have any real artists so we ended up going for a pixel art approach. Started out with a um, 16-bit aesthetic, sort of SNES era type. Mm-hmm. One of us sort of looked to the original Zelda game, had, had a look at some of the character sprites for that, and just sort of tried to recreate them in our own style. Yep. Which is funnily enough where our current name, Angry Dwarf Studio, came from. One of one of us sort of went to the old um, the merchant guy that you'd find in some of the yeah. caves. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the big burly guy with the yeah. beard and went to recreate him in our style and it just looked remarkably like an angry dwarf <laughs> <laughs> so, so that kind of stuck from then on out <laughs> yep. but yeah but we had a bit of trouble pushing that forward because we ended up way out of scope as you do when yeah you're, when you're inexperienced and whatever sort of keep like feature creep like you just Fe- keep feature creep yeah. and world size and stuff yeah. our world map that we'd made was 52 times bigger than the original Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Jesus. That's not a small game either. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You could have done like maybe, yeah, maybe half yeah. a map on the side but ba- of that. Basically, that fine, basically yeah. what we'd done was we, we'd drawn a map of this <laughs> continent and go, go, going with the idea of, of the screen-by-screen basis of the original Zelda game, we'd just sort of cut it up into screens. It's like, oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I really love the um the Zelda clones that yeah make it like smaller. Yep. I forgot uh, Blossom Tales on the yep. Switch. Did yep. you play that? Yes, that's excellent. That game, it is. it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I actually had the developers on uh, that game, Episode Fifty. Yep, and talked to them, and uh, that that was really interesting. Like that that was a game I just fell in love with. I couldn't put it down. Yep, and yeah. when when people make these sort of I guess Zelda clones and sort of down the scope, so it might only take ten hours, thirteen hours yeah. to beat. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, ours was definitely not going to be that small. <laughs> that that was a mistake on our behalf. But mm-hmm. yeah, we, we realized that we were making that mistake. So we sort of buckled down and scoped it right down. Mm. It's still, what what we ended up with was still fairly large in scope, but not as large as it yeah. would have been. It's all a part of the learning process, yeah. I, I dare say, yeah. yeah. If, if I had to, to put it into perspective, I would have said that our game would have been a 2D Breath of the Wild, pretty much. It was just huge. That open, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah we, we sort of scoped it down a bit we had a bit of trouble with the art so we ended up scoping that down further into a more of an 8-bit aesthetic mm-hmm. i can probably show you some later on or whatever but yeah that'd be cool yeah. yeah um so we scoped that down got got the 8-bit art happening um so we started making big progress on that after that the, the biggest problem we had or i had personally as being prime level designer was coming up with the dungeons and the items and how all the puzzles and items would interact and stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah we sort of started the 8-bit version in 2016 i think it was march 2016 which is when we put up our facebook page as well which i have not touched in a couple of years due to study but <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens life gets in the way i did notice that because i had a look on facebook yeah <laughs> F- feel free to like it i'll update it eventually yeah i like it yeah <laughs> it'll be in the show notes too so yep. anyone can go and check yeah. it out I, I, I will update yeah. it eventually it's just i've been so busy the last couple of years with this study i just had to drop a bunch of stuff Mm. um yeah but yeah as i said started that in march 2016 then i ended up having a talk to riley huppets about study and stuff and i ended up studying with aie online in august 2016 Mm -hmm. so i had what five six months of development before starting study and then i just sort of buckled down there for a bit i kept trying to add on to our project at the same time as studying so so we we doing that online or did you go up to adelaide for that uh the study was online attending online, yeah. the online campus just yeah use adobe connect to attend yep virtual hmm. classrooms with all the other students and lecturers and whatnot yeah th- like th- thank god for that because like down it, here yeah. we got nothing if it wasn't available yeah i wouldn't have done it I yeah. would have still been struggling doing what mm. I was doing. Yeah, because like a, a lot of those guys, like the friends of mine, they're doing IT and whatever. Mm. They've had to go up to the city. Yeah, because there's not much down here. Yeah. Like I'm a farmer. I'm alright. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's not much. Uh, if I'd had the opportunity when I'd left school, I would have moved away. Mm. Um, if I'd had the opportunity to go study on campus when I started at AIE in 2016, I would have. But I've got a family now so yeah. that makes moving hard so yeah. i assume like your, your missus and the kids are happy yeah and all that yeah yeah K- kids are established in school with their stuff and wife's established with her work and yeah well we've all got our establishments here it's mm. just hard to rip up four people and yeah definitely move away just for some study yeah because like a lot of the major studios they're all doing a lot of it online as well so. yeah yeah well I've, I've done a little bit of work for other people in the past online yeah love, love the internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's made, made a lot of things a lot easier thank god for the nbn as well yeah oh, so, it was so slow before that it was a waste of time almost well, well, well adsl wasn't too bad it's well we it's all we knew at the time but mm. m- moving up to nbn looking back on adsl it was shocking yeah because <laughs> i moved into this house uh, about this time last year and it's when the nbn Yep. kicked in for this street yep. and we got plugged in it was amazing because back back home on the farm yep. it, what did we get like the speed wasn't too bad it was a 3G wireless but yep. we only got 8 gig Yep. so no YouTube no no nothing don't do anything maybe check your emails a little like every day or whatever you need to do but don't you dare <laughs> watch a video or god forbid download a game update your games suck to be you <laughs> <laughs> my, my PlayStation was just offline yep and The Witcher 3 wanted an update, 20 gig update. Yep. It wanted to download the DLC even if you haven't bought it. Yep. But it's like, no, no, no. If you want the if you want the uh, like the benefits like to the, the menu system and all of that, you need to download the 20 gig of everything else too. Yep. So I never touched it again. And, and it was annoying. 
I, I was much the, I was much the same when I first got my PS3 in 2006. I was still on dial-up back then. <laughs> <laughs> so if I wanted to update anything, I'd have to go to my mate's house who was yeah on on broadband. Well, I guess that like when the Xbox 360 came out in 2005, mm. it didn't even have the uh, didn't have, even have wireless, did it? No, I don't think so. No, you had to buy the adapter yeah, you for had it. Yeah, buy the, the so plug. Those are different times back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dial-up was some trying times. <laughs> <laughs> so when when you were uh, studying, did you keep on developing games with this group, or did you um, sort of put it on hold? Or we, we kept trying to develop our our game that we were developing, but I ended up quite time constrained due to the study because I was doing that full time and. Mm just putting my all into it because I could. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, may as well put effort into it if you're going to do some... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some and you're passionate about it too. Yeah. yeah. So, despite not doing much on our personal project, I'd done a lot on projects for the study, worked on various bits and pieces of games, did some game jams and yep. stuff like that. Recently finished our major production for, for my study and just sort of finishing up now i finish that in end of next month oh congrats yeah nice. <laughs> if, if i stick to it it's only a month away <laughs> you may as well at this point eh? yeah right. made it this far i've been yeah. doing it for for two or so years so yeah. don't waste all your time and money <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a lot of money to waste so <laughs> yeah i'd imagine <laughs> so yeah um we've sort of picked up back where we left off as well but we sort of put that project on hold because it was still fairly scoped out for what we'd intended on doing so we're working on another project very slowly at the moment which i'll probably update on our facebook page at some point when we've have actually got something to show mm. <laughs> that that's half the half the problem with running a, a facebook page is having something that you can actually show yeah like we, we we do lots of work but it's all all behind the scenes work all the code and stuff it's like I'm not going to bother showing people on Facebook with the code mm. <laughs> I'm sure well maybe not the actual code because someone yeah. might copy it <laughs> but a lot of people are interested in that sort of behind the scenes yeah. stuff especially with indie games where it's like a small team and it's yeah. a bit more personal rather than just like Ubisoft Montreal yeah. or yeah. Well, yeah. If, if you look at our Facebook page and scroll down through the history you'll see some some behind the scenes stuff mm. like I've shown the process of developing a sprite and yeah, so some, that's cool. some of the yeah. other artwork and stuff. Mm. So yeah. we've got some stuff like that. I think I uploaded a YouTube video showing a, a little bit of a walk simulation through a world map and stuff like that as well. But mm. yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to show the coding side of things, but <laughs> if I've got something interesting to show, I'll show it. <laughs> so here, take our code. <laughs> Copy our code. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah. And over the years, I've been writing short stories and stuff as well which i may eventually put up just for a bit of fun or whatever yep <clears throat> cool um, we'll talk a bit uh, more about that game after uh, this topic yep but sort of your application for nintendo what what made you say all right i want to sort of apply for nintendo because say like if you got the job that would have been a huge move for you to have maybe i don't know whether you would have stayed here and did it online or nah, it, 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 it was quite a move over did? to kyoto in japan yep at Nintendo headquarters. So. Wow! Well, yeah. <laughs> it would have been a big. So move. that would have been a big move. <laughs> so, uh, so what made you say, "All right, I'll apply for the job"? And, and sorry, in what position was it for? Even? So, so <laughs> working for Nintendo has been a lifelong dream of mine. So, when I saw the job going, it's like, yeah, I'll go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the position itself, I, I guess I can talk about because it was made public last year. 
was a level design role for the next Legend of Zelda game. Yep. So I actually remember when that sort of uh, that news story came out. Yeah. They were looking for yeah. Yeah. And that's so, that, is that how you saw it? Yeah. That, yeah. That's oh. how I saw it. And it's like nice. Uh, I probably won't get it, but I may as well apply for it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I applied for it. It's like my Japanese isn't great, but I can do a little bit. But yeah, I, I figured why not? Worst can happen. Worst that can happen is I won't get the job. <laughs> mm. So I went for it. I didn't have much of a portfolio at the time, so I did a lot of, a lot of wing in it. <laughs> yep. So just what, what were they? If you can answer, um, if, if you can't answer any of these questions I ask, just tell me. And we'll yep. move on. But what what were they looking for? Like they looking for a lot of experience, or they looking for you know you've had a bit of experience? We'll um, teach so, you. Or? So from what I saw on the actual job post was that they were looking for people much like myself who don't have a lot of experience but have at least entry level experience mm-hmm. which is which is one of the main reasons I applied for it as well it's because it fit right in with where I was at at the point in time and yeah just sort of sent in my application gave a bit of a a little bit of a, a rundown of what I've done and what I can do kind of helps that I've developed Zelda style games in the past yeah <laughs> show them all your maps you've done as a kid and <laughs> <laughs> maybe not quite that far back but yeah. <laughs> stuff that I've done in the recent past yeah <laughs> hmm. so did you sort of did you was it just like a as easy as sending off an email with your resume and just yeah, like applying yeah. for a normal job essentially or yeah, it was just a matter of sending off an email with my resume written in English. Because, yeah, <laughs> um, and a bit of a, a, a little bit of a, I guess you could call it a portfolio. It wasn't really a portfolio. I just sort of sent them a slideshow with stuff that I, mm. I've done in the past and yep. stuff like that. Mm. And that they they got back to you like just via email, and is uh, that how it worked? Or um, yeah, they got back to me via email. It, it was an email that I couldn't read, so I had to rely on okay. Google, Google Translate yep. to... <laughs> just back in Japanese. To, to, yep. to sort of help out with that. Um, sort of, yeah, got back to me on that and sort of asked if I was available for an interview. I told them that I wouldn't be able to fly over to Japan to attend any interviews. So I just sort of was like, is it all right if we do a video conference or something? And it's like, sure, why not? And sort of mm-hmm. hit it off from there. Yep. Oh, cool. Uh, video conferences were were kind of fun because <laughs> trying trying to talk to someone in yeah. Japanese. It's like my Japanese isn't great. I I've got the basics, but mm. required an interpreter. But yeah, yeah. So you d- you had you had a translator and interpreter yeah. there, and sort of like you say something, they say it, and it's like a big wait. Yeah. Back and forth. Yep. And ha- how many interviews did you do until um, <sighs> you eventually didn't get it? Went through four rounds of interviews. Four rounds. Yep. Well. Wow. And in the end, it was just probably my my lack of language, mm. um, because they were looking for someone that was more fluent in Japanese just to make working over there easier. Yeah, like it, like <laughs> I'd imagine it would be like I know Konnichiwa and yeah. like you know just like two words. <laughs> yeah, well, That's about my, it. myself and my son do do karate at the local club, so I, I know a lot of Japanese words for hurting you, but <laughs> <laughs> So if someone in the West you know how to say I'm gonna punch you in the face <laughs> or, but, but yeah yeah just general chit chat I'm not so good at. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that, that's yeah, really cool. I was just I, like I was, I was thinking like back before you said how much experience on the tenant looking for. Obviously they're one of the biggest companies in the world and whether mm. they're looking to like bring you in and teach you or whether they're just like um, looking for the best 
I guess there's different positions where they're looking for different well, qualifications. Well, as, as I said, yeah. as far as the application made me aware, it was basically an entry-level position, which would have implied there would have been some on-the-job training, yep. which I wouldn't have turned back. <laughs> mm. um, especially learning all of their tools and software and stuff, because looking at it from my perspective, I probably wouldn't have made much sense of it because mm. it would have all been in Japanese, most likely. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could imagine trying to learn software in a language you don't understand. It's hard yeah. enough as it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can read some kanji and stuff, but not not enough to to get by. Yeah, <laughs> at least not on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ha, ha, like I feel like asking some these uh, some of these questions. I feel a little bit bad. Like, how, how did you how did you feel when like you eventually like didn't get it? Um, were you? I. Well, as is always when you get turned down for a job that you really want you do feel a little bit bad but mm. as I said when I first applied for it I went in there knowing that I probably wouldn't get it but I just thought I'd try for it anyway mm. and it, it was an experience itself and yeah. if I'd got it it would have been a better story but <laughs> <laughs> I dare say you wouldn't have been able to tell anything then yeah <laughs> <laughs> well if I'd got it I'd be over there now and I'd <laughs> yeah mm. was there was there like a sense of relief from what were you married with your kids at the time? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Was there a sense of relief from them? Like, oh, we have to go to Japan. Or? Well, my my son would have loved to have gone over there. He 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 was ready to move. <laughs> yeah. Um. My my daughter not well doesn't really matter to her because she's only she was only yeah. five at the time, young enough. So yeah, yeah. Would have, yeah. The the wife was a bit more <laughs> hesi- hesitant because. Bit of a change. New new country, new language, mm. meeting new friends with language barriers. <laughs> yeah. But she, she, if I'd got the job, she would have done it. Yeah. But it's just one of those things in life. Oh, well, thank you I asked all the questions for that. Cool. At least the ones I'll get away with. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there anything else you want to add for that that I haven't asked and you can speak about? Or uh, No, I think I've pretty well covered most of it. I yeah, yeah. Can't, can't really talk about much of what I did for the interviews and tests yeah, and yeah. stuff that <laughs> just like do I'm, I'm sure you can imagine what what, mm. what I would have had to have done and shown and mm. <laughs> do like 10 hula hoops do some sprints just yeah, really really yeah, sure <laughs> <laughs> something like that <laughs> Miyamoto sat down and said alright you got to beat Mario, Mario uh, World in <laughs> an hour you should know the shortcuts you should know the glitches sure. boom <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll move on to uh, what you're doing now, pretty yep. much. Um, so you've almost you almost finished your training. You, yep. You're uh, doing your sort of own development. Yeah. Well, as I said, I, I finish up my study next month, or at least that's my hope. Otherwise, I'll end up having to do another module or whatever. Just, but yeah, um, I, I've still got the Angry Dwarf Studio there, looking at actually registering the business name so we can actually start doing things more as an actual business. Um, to actually actively develop on a full-time basis, I do need funding, which I don't have. So a lot of what I do is off my own back. Yeah, um, which can make it hard too. It's the challenge yeah. of things. Um, having been a student for the last two years, I'm I'm having some interesting conversations with Centrelink at the moment. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just a fact of life. So yeah, I'll probably end up going back and doing some freelance work as well, just to get me by, so I can get that funding, and unless I can magically pull something out my backside <laughs> <laughs> the, the eventual plan is to get something 
a, a, a proof of concept up and running and maybe hitting Kickstarter or something like that just to get those funds to actively develop. We'll see what happens in, in time. Mm, yeah. So what is the name of the game you're making at the moment? Sort of what's it about? What's the so genre? The, the one that I'm working on currently, it doesn't have an actual name yet, but I've, I've given it the code name Jumping Jones. Yep. It, it's a platformer. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the name sort of came about by combining Jumpman, which was Mario's original name, and Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Because yep. the, the character Jumping Jones is sort of like an Indiana Jones type character. The The idea behind us developing this game was sort of like, not sure if you can remember it or not, or if you've even seen it, the old Pitfall games. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like basically, yep. let's make them, but make them good and make them <laughs> modern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we obviously can't use the Pitfall name and we can't use a lot of things that were in those games. So yeah. we're developing, <laughs> but yep. it, it's, it's like that, but yeah. Mm. So basically it's a, it's a platformer. We're, we're kind of developing two versions concurrently. It's like the Angry Dwarf Studio itself is going to be doing a 2D side-scrolling platformer sort of in, I guess you could say it's sort of in a similar vein to the old Donkey Kong Country games where oh, yeah. you yep. do the platforming, you collect the things, progress, etc. And I'm also personally setting up a 3D prototype for more of a a 3D collectathon style game like the old Banjo Kazooie Mario 64 mm. type games. Yeah, sort of. There's been like a re- renaissance of those games recently too. Yeah, ukulele that, yeah. and Hat and Time and that they've they've had a a, a few hit and miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But some y- people y- ukulele was good. I, I found it to be um, the the more at least the levels themselves to be quite big for what they needed to be. But mm. yeah, I I sh- I kickstarted the game. Uh, got my code I haven't actually touched it <laughs> because it came out in, was it April yep. and the Switch came out March I was still yep. deep in Breath of the Wild yep. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah yeah I, I didn't end up getting it for the Switch I ended up getting it on the on the PS4 yeah. and later on on the PS yeah. oh, on, the, on the PC sorry I could um, only get it on the Playstation because at the time they only had codes yeah. for the yeah. Playstation version yeah well, the Switch version only came out late last year yeah. wasn't it yeah it wasn't, like wasn't long ago yeah um, especially in comparison to the other two I was like yeah yeah bugger it I'll just get it on the PS4 <laughs> yeah um, I thought it was a good game overall mm. some, just, some things could have been better didn't live up to hype compared to you know Banjo-Kazooie like the creators of Banjo-Kazooie are back they're making a similar game with lovable characters and that And if, if it was Banjo-Kazooie it would have been better but for mm. obvious, obvious legal reasons they couldn't yeah. use those characters it's one of the most <laughs> successful Kickstarters they made plenty of money but you can see that they still needed more money yeah. to make it Yeah, yeah. I've, I've only seen this sort of on YouTube and sort of impressions but there was the casino level which was like really bland and yep. stuff Did you? Yep. what did you think of that one? Uh, yeah I didn't really enjoy it that much yeah, <laughs> yeah I was just watching it on YouTube and I'm like, mm, yeah it looks a bit yeah <laughs> but it's, it's one of those levels that you just power through just because it exists and then just forget about it afterwards. Yeah. But mo- most games have got that level. <laughs> <laughs> just to sort of uh, finish off the show, we've just got a couple of just general questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's one of the series you've put the most time into? Um, as in gameplay-wise? Um, yeah, yes, gameplay-wise. Probably The Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. <laughs> F- followed by Mario. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are probably my my main two staples. Um, I-, I put a lot of time and effort into these aren't Nintendo specifics, but the the Final Fantasy series, especially the the older ones, mm-hmm. kind of stopped with them after 
twelve. <laughs> when it when it went a bit when it went a bit away from its turn yeah. based and yeah. yeah. It's like mm. I, I like twelve, but moving on beyond twelve just didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Have you played every Legend of Zelda game? Have you like Yes. You have? I, I, well with the exception of the CDOA games. Oh mm. <laughs> yeah, well you don't have to play those. Yeah. They don't exist. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hard to get a Philips CDI, or yeah. it's pretty hard to emulate too that console. Mm. Bryce, I remember Bryce for some reason he spent like a night getting it to work on his computer. Yep. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Just to see that you could. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's I think that's why. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I I only I'm, I'm ashamed to say this, but I only finished Ocarina of Time like last week. Okay. Because I I got it on the 3ds version. Yep. And I got stuck in the water temple, put it down, come back come back to it. I'm like, I've got no idea where I am. Yep. And I just never touched it since then. And Ocarina of Time is one of those games you always hear about. I yep. know what the last fight is. Yep. You, you sort of like know it, so you yep. don't go back to it to finish it. Yep. But it's it's always in the back of my mind, like, how am I running a Nintendo podcast and I haven't finished Ocarina of Time? It's embarrassing. <laughs> so I went. I just went back and I had to use a guide to I like, I retraced my steps. My yep. like, that there's that one bloody key I didn't find. All yep. right, move on with the rest. Yeah. When did the original Ocarina of Time come out? That was '98, wasn't it? Yeah, '98. Yeah. yeah. I, I finished it when I was ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have so much trouble with the Water Temple, but I, I, I have read a lot that a lot of people have had trouble with mm. the Water Temple. It's like it's one of those things. I, I guess. Well, it's, it, it's not too hard. It's just like you know, you get the keys, raise, it, and lower the water. That, yeah, the water levels and. But like, I missed one key and. You've got to figure out where it is. I'm like, do I have to like put the water all the way down again mm. to find it? And yeah. the, the one I found, it was... <laughs> the one I didn't find, it was... Like, I unlocked, a, unlocked like a hole in the ceiling. I had to swim up through that and go yep. through this labyrinth and got there. I'm like, all yep. right. <laughs> no wonder I didn't find this one. Yep. Especially since it since it sets you up as well to like progress, progress, progress. Oh, there's a locked door. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got to go all the way back. Yeah. Didn't really didn't enjoy the water temple, but the the other ones were fun. I really I enjoyed the was it the spirit temple? Yep. Didn't like the shadow temple because I got to a point where I ran out of magic. Yep. I'm like, all right, I'll go back and get some magic. Yep. There's no magic in the whole bloody temple. I have to go right out, go to Hyrule Field, slash some grass, get fill some, it fill it up, <laughs> go back in. I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got? What else have you got? <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about Zelda. Okay, yeah, it's fine with me. <laughs> so, so what, what's your, what's your what is your favorite Zelda game? I don't think I can really pick one. All right, we'll pick a few. Pick a few. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll say Ocarina of Time for nostalgic purposes, but in the end, I, I, I actually found that Twilight Princess was a little bit better than Ocarina mm. of Time. It just improved on a lot of the elements with from within that game. Mm, I agree on that. Um, yeah. so so I'd say Twilight Princess over Ocarina of Time some people mm. may stab me over saying this <laughs> yeah some some would like <laughs> <laughs> some would <laughs> cause Ocar- oh not Ocarina of Time uh, Twilight Princess was my introduction to Zelda yep. like when I got my Wii got that straight away yep. uh, and I, I absolutely loved it it's one, it was probably my first console game I actually owned and played through myself yep. apart from whatever I had yep. on mum's computer yep. <laughs> and I absolutely fell in love with it and obviously I only finished Ocarina of Time yep not long ago so um, I don't have I don't have the nostalgia for Ocarina of Time but I do have for Twilight Princess yeah. which is kind of weird for like a lot of people yep. growing up through through the generations well that, that's just the thing mm. y- younger people will find the, the slightly newer games more nostalgic because that's what they were brought up with yeah like, my, my, my favourite 
Zelda game would probably have to be A Link to the Past, which is on the Super Nintendo, which not sure if you played that one or not at your age. Mm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you probably have. Yeah, you have gone back and played <laughs> it, yeah. That, that one was probably my favourite one. Mm. It's, well, it's the one that I that had the most impact on me. Mm. Um, I absolutely love the 2D Zeldas. Like, yeah. I, f- I find them, especially like maybe not Breath of the Wild, but I, f- I feel like the exploration and the sense of discovery is a lot yep. greater yeah. in those games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that I really liked Breath of the Wild. There, there, is, some thing, yeah. there is some things that I thought they could have done better, but... Maybe that's what they'll do with the next one. <laughs> yeah, with uh, with Breath of the Wild, like thinking back on it, I absolutely loved discovering stuff, going around the overworld. Yep. But I did miss the dungeons, and yeah. the beasts didn't really satisfy me as far yep. as like the puzzle solving goes. Yep. And it, it is, it's kind of a catch twenty two. You can have sort of non linear, but yeah. then they can't plan on what you're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how they fix that. The Nintendo, I guess they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they always do. Mm. <laughs> like I would love like a Breath of the Wild map, but maybe fifteen dungeons hidden in there. Than, yeah, than like smaller ones here and there, like sh- like shine like esque yeah. type of thing. Yeah, and also I didn't like how all the aesthetic for every single shrine, shrine was exactly the same. Yeah. None stood out. Yeah, whereas it would have been cool to go into one and it's like a water level or lava or yeah. forest or whatever yeah but. yeah well that's probably the, the main thing that i missed from breath of the wild as well would be the dungeons mm. it's like e- even if they just did the traditional eight or whatever <laughs> <laughs> hi <laughs> you're parked behind me okay sorry i was just looking for your keys might be in my pocket somewhere or <laughs> back your car it's, 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 it's a zelda dungeon you've got to find the key <laughs> You can edit that. Yeah, the, the dungeons, as I said, even if it was just the traditional eight or ten or whatever, would have been fun. Mm. Not not that the the divine beasts were bad, but mm. they, they didn't quite hit the same. And I agree on the the shrines as well. They all just blended in together. Yeah, looked the same in the end. To to an extent, the the divine beasts did the same thing. So. <laughs> Yeah. What well, what do you th- what do you think they could do for the next one sort of try and do some of those things or because Z- Zelda really I'm happy Breath of the Wild happened because Zelda needed a shake up real bad. It was just following Ocarina of Time but it was becoming more linear and linear as yeah. it went on. Yeah. So from like Twilight Princess was more linear than Ocarina of Time. But then Skull sort of took it to a whole new level where it's just like travel down this corridor. <laughs> yeah. They do exactly what we tell you. Yeah. And just go down the path. And redo the same things again and again yep. and again. You got Zelda, you got Trial, yep. you got Dungeon, you got Trial. Yeah, like yeah, got a bit ridiculous. So, like a lot of fans, like myself, said, "No, this is this is getting a bit ridiculous." Yep. And they opened it up so much, where a lot of people were like, "All right, this isn't really Zelda anymore." I I, I still felt the uh, the whole Zelda feeling playing Breath of the Wild, but I did too. Yeah, yeah. I. I I guess I could say similar for Skyward Sword. Obviously not quite the same, but for, for me at the time, Zelda was Zelda. A new yeah. Zelda game's great, but <laughs> they, they could do things better. I, I really liked um, Link Between Worlds that they released on the 3DS. Oh my God, it was so good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Um, they, 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 they experimented with being open-ended there as mm. well with the whole items in the, in the shop and renting yeah. and stuff. I, lo- I love that, like... <clears throat> If you're bored one night, just go around grinding rupees and you just yeah. go and buy everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the dungeons suffered a little bit because they couldn't build one specifically around certain items. 
because mm. they weren't sure if a player would have those items. But yeah, they just knew you had one item yeah. and they have like the picture on top of the dungeon yeah. when you go in and just yeah. use that one item. Yeah. yeah. Mm. The, the ones that you need to open up the dungeon are the ones that you're most likely going to have in the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. mm. In the end, it was still fun. Mm. What do you think about the ending without without spoiling it? Did, did that catch, catch you off guard, the ending? Yeah, a little. Because I was just like, huh. <laughs> it's kind of obvious, but I was like, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, going back to uh, Twilight Princess, my like the dungeons and that. There's some of the best in the series in mm. Twilight Princess. It amazing. Like thinking back to them, I like I really want to go back and play them. I don't want to play through the whole game though. Yep. I just want to play like a certain dungeon. I, w- I really wish they did that in the HD version where you could just like yeah, pick just a dungeon pick and a play dungeon it. Because mm. like the way they use the items, like it, it, like stuff like the spinner, which is only really used in the one dungeon and yeah. a little bit in the overworld. But that was so much fun in that dungeon, yeah. <laughs> jumping from wall to wall and yeah. going up the walls. And the boss battles in that game are absolutely phenomenal. Like thinking back to them, uh, was it in the sky? Like yeah, I've forgotten the name of the bosses now. But like you're using your claw shot, double claw yep. shot to yep. lock onto the dragon yeah. and go on its and back and stab it, yep. it in the head yep. and <laughs> underwater. And you, yeah, it's so good. Absolutely love it. Yep, <laughs> I, I really liked the um, the first dungeon, the forest dungeon mm. with the I can't remember his name now, the monkey boss thing. Yeah, um, we used the boomerang to like throw it and yeah. knock the bomb it, into the. It kind of reminded me of the first level of Banjo Kazooie with the monkey in the tree that throws throws the oranges at you. <laughs> no, right. I haven't actually I haven't actually played much okay. Banjo Kazooie, well, so I can't. <laughs> I'm sure listeners will be like, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it kind of brought back memories of that in a sense but yeah mm. so I quite enjoyed that one I, I think the monkey boss wasn't actually the boss of that dungeon though was it it might have been yeah I can't remember uh, like the, the monkey what do you do he? like you, you, you uh, hit him to get mm. the bomb and you throw it at the at the boss like the big plant thing yeah yeah yeah. I think the monkey guy was uh, a mini boss mm. <clears throat> yeah that's just the thing with that game like getting to that point yeah. it's like a bit slow just going through the intro and yeah. that's where that game gets the most it's just the most flack but like playing it for the first time it's like you're not really thinking about it you're just Play, playing it for the first time you don't realise that you haven't actually done a dungeon until you're like four, six hours in or whatever <laughs> yes. it was I can't even remember how long it took to get to the first dungeon mm. yeah. it was a while Yeah. <laughs> the second time you play through it and you get your tunic like mm. at the lake you're yeah. like oh this is where the game starts yeah. this would be a nice just, <laughs> the second playthrough it'd be nice to have a master mode where it's just like you don't have to herd goats Yeah. it's fine the first time mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh we know you want to go to the dungeons again. Yep. Mm. All right. I think that's. I think that's. We'll end the show here. Cool. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining me today, Leon. All right. Thanks for inviting me. No, no worries. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on a show again if you just want to talk, you know, basic Nintendo again and whatever. You know how to contact me. <laughs> Facebook. Hello. <Yeah>. Hi. <laughs> uh, everyone, thank you very much for listening to the uh, episode 81 of the House of Mario. You can find us on Twitter at the House of Mario. You can find me on Twitter at idruby, and. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, leave, leave us a subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, or your podcast service of choice. If you want to talk to us, join our Discord community. It's linked in the show notes. And uh, we are a part of the 8-Bit Collective. 10 podcasts and 22 podcast creators putting audio content in your ear holes. Check us all out at 8bit.net and uh, 8bit.net slash the house of Mario. Leon, do you have any plugs you'd like to leave? The listeners to go and check out. Check out your game. Check out your Facebook page. Uh, Etc. As I, as I said earlier, our Facebook page is pretty outdated. But if you just go look at Angry Dwarf Studio on on Facebook, I'm sure you'll see something you might like. 
<laughs> Do you have uh, Twitter or website or anything like that? Um, we don't have a website up and running yet. We we're looking at doing that this year when we set up as a business. So, yep. <clears throat> All right. I'll when that happens, I'll add it to the show notes of this episode. <laughs> I'll make come back on and just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us a spiel when yep. your game's closer to coming out. And yep. So the the game you're developing at the moment, it's PC, mobile, and Mac. Is that? Um, yeah, it, it, they're the main main platforms that we're aiming for at the moment just because they're easier to develop for yeah the they're moment. the developer friendly um, platforms yeah, yeah. In, in the end I, I'd, I'd like to develop for console but hmm. see what time does yeah that's sort of like the, I guess the the dream is to get it on like the big yeah. three yeah yeah even if it's just the Nintendo console, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Indie, like the type of game you're describing, that that would do perfect on Switch. Mm. Like you're hearing a lot of developers saying, you know, they're selling twice as much on Switch because people are just more interested yeah. in that type of game well, on Nintendo. A, a lot of our design philosophies uh, kind of align with Nintendo's as well. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, make make fun games, not complex yeah out there games <laughs> <laughs> and Nintendo Dreambox this week is Corneria by QMU Music on SoundCloud so enjoy that check them out in the description below and thank you very much Leon thank you cheers Andros has again invaded the Lilat system General Pepper has turned to a new Star Fox team headed by Fox McCloud to save Corneria and free the Lilat system once again.